Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So apparently when Hamas attacks Israel, all the anti-Semites come out. We're going to talk about <clears throat> hate speech versus hate speech and also the libertarian position of free speech absolutism right here on today's Critical Thinking. And yes, I said we, because if you're not watching, you don't know that uh, the band is back together again. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and you're tuned in to Critical Thinking. Good Monday morning to you all, wherever you are, or afternoon, or evening, or late night snack, whatever is going on for you. Like I said, I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni. You can follow me at the Coppins Show, him at the Pat Oni Show. Mr. Pat, feeling better? Finally. Um, still have a slight cough, but otherwise... On the up and up. Turning cough or just a cough? Just a cough. Okay, just checking. <laughs> All right, so we have a lot to get into on today's show, but, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, you and I kind of both unplugged this weekend, and we were <laughs> kind of virtually looking at each other like, uh, what do we do? And then I remembered watching a, a couple of videos online and going, this is really abhorrent speech, right? This is awful. This is terrible. And then... Asking myself, yeah, but shouldn't they be allowed to say it? And then I also remembered that this speech was taking place in London, England, and in France, and in Germany, and other places in which our version of actual free speech does not exist. And it got me to wondering, what's going on? Because I'm going to play a video for you, Pat, and then I'm going to want you to react to the video first um, as we talk about hate speech and hate speech. So I'm going to play this video for you, and I'm going to want you to react to it. Okay. It was terrifying. The boys had to be rescued by the police as bottles and eggs rained down on them. Mohammed Hijab then threatened a police officer that he'd kill the boy's dog if he saw it again. 
However, when the, when those Zionists came in with their dogs, yeah. that was an that, that was an act of provocation. So what we're saying now, and I'm making it very clear so everyone understands, yeah. if those dogs come close to us again, we will see it as an act of aggression, and we will kill those dogs. Right. We'll put them down. Hijab and Dawa then led the crowd to Speaker's Corner, and as the mob marched through London streets, screaming, "We'll find some Jews. We want their blood." The police did nothing. Let that sink in. They're calling for our literal blood and the police are just strolling alongside them. We'll find some Jews there! We want the Zionists, we want the blood! This is the nice anti-Jewish edition. <laughs> a couple of hours later, we were violently assaulted leaving a kosher restaurant in an anti-Semitic attack. I hate to say this, but I'm not sure there's a future for Jews in this country. We're being attacked on the streets by extremists and the police do nothing. After a pro-Palestinian convoy drove through a Jewish neighborhood threatening to rape Jewish women and children, this odious pair drove to that same neighborhood, Gelders Green, broadcasting inflammatory messages on the side of a lorry. Thoughts there, Pat? Because I wanted to throw up. <laughs> I wanted to reach through the, the screen as I, as I saw what was being said. It just amazed me. But at the same time, well, just before, just real quick, at the same time, yeah. though, the thing that ran through my head is we live in America, not London, right? And right. I hate that speech as much as I hate the speech of Nazis, as much as I hate the speech of of those who are um, vile racists, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they said who they are. They've exposed themselves for the hateful bigots that they are. So if I believe in free speech, shouldn't I believe in their ability and their right to say that? As abhorrent as I believe all of it to be. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the video, and then let's have this discussion. Well, have you... Have you seen the movie uh, The Dark Knight Rises? No, I have not. Okay, so in in that particular movie, um, and it's the third installment of the Dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan, um, Bane, who is the main bad guy in that movie, he gets up oh, wait, on the loudspeaker. Maybe I have seen it. And, yeah, he, he gets on that on that loudspeaker and and uh, speaks to the crowd, mm-hmm. right? that literally like when that as that guy was like just yelling all that stuff reminded me of that scene where you have this crazy guy who was inflicting terror upon mm-hmm. um his on on this particular community um th- that that's literally what this reminded me of 
that said, um, I, 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 I question, you know, okay, is he allowed to say these things? I don't, I don't know what the laws are in London compared to here, but if oh, this they're here, very much different. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I know they're different, but I don't, I don't Quite know. Literally, all of that speech was yeah. illegal by a country freaking mile. Okay, so had this had this taken place here, should he be allowed to say it? Well, you've often heard me say, you know, you can say whatever you want. You are free to say what you want, but you are not free of the consequences of that speech. I I would argue the same thing here. Um, And he's free. he, He would be free to say what he wants. And he's saying, and he's hanging himself at the same time because this is awful speech this is hate this is anti-semitic crap coming out of his mouth right now Mm -hmm. um he and and i would say would need to be held to account now if this speech was followed through with action then i think you have something to arrest him on um and and that that is something i think you know like see here's the difference though pat even here in america Basically mm-hmm. saying we want to kill the Jews and we're going we're li- literally Jews live here. We want their blood. That mm-hmm. would be assault here in the United States of America. Right. You're, so I guess see, that's the difference. Speech isn't always free of consequences. As you pointed out, it's also not mm-hmm. free of legal consequences. Right. You can't say I'm going to murder you. And that's where I'm going is, is, He's he's making these threats. That is illegal. And yet, from what I understand in the research that I was able to do, did you see anybody arrest him? No. No. Did you see anybody take him into custody? No way, no how, right? But Tommy Robinson, by the way, also, but very much the anti-Muslim rhetoric version of, of this guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's the you know, white uh, British nationalist version of this guy. Continuously arrested, continuously. And why? Why is this happening in London and in France and elsewhere? It's because they have been overtaken by multiculturalism, not just the, not just um, bringing people from other places in to their country. It's not about that. That's mm-hmm. been happening in the British Empire for literally centuries at this point. But what is going on is an idea called multiculturalism in which <clears throat> you have to, there is a hierarchy and you cannot and will not arrest <clears throat> somebody of a Muslim faith, somebody of an Arab background. Why? Because now you're the racist. Because you and the government are racist against us. And da 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 da. They have, they know, they have the power. They know that this government, whether that's labor, whether that's conservative, whether that's green uh, or UKIP, they're not going to do a damn thing about this. Well, my question was going to be, and I think you kind of answered it, how much of this has to do with the fact that he's Islamic? 
and and being it, it racist has, against Islam. It has something to do with it, but it has mm-hmm. more to do with the ideology of multiculturalism, which is just another word for um how we put it here in America would be not multiculturalism, but um identity politics, right? Or we would put it in the case of the uh, social justice hierarchy, right? Cultural appropriation at all? No, no, not at all. Cultural appropriation would be you and I attempting that. Sure, okay. Um, that notwithstanding, though, um, this that's the this is the result of that. Okay, this is the absolute result of it because if this was you or I, or anybody who was Jewish, or anybody who looked like any of you and I, Pat. We'd be arrested on the spot. We'd be thrown in prison for years over there, by the way. Mm -hmm. For years for that level of speech. Not a fine, not anything. You go to prison over there for this. Ask Tommy Robinson. So... Laws apply to some, but not to all. Because multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. This is the scourge of that ideology. Now, the other thing that we witnessed, and I didn't have time to pull the the pictures of this, the thing that... I don't know if you got a chance to listen to what I said on Wednesday's show last week. But Wednesday's show was about the scourge of Marxism. And how it's not just a political theory. It is an entire ideology. It is a way of life. It is a worldview, if you will. It is not just some political theory in the abstract, right? It's not just some thing that Karl Marx and and his um, kinfolk and, and... kindred spirits of that time and today just pluck out and throw down. No, it is an actual worldview. And I've tied it to that it is a worldview that is entirely antithetical to Judeo-Christian values and that worldview. It is as simple as that. And I was tying it to watch what you see from the left, right? How is it that You know, I said not every Democrat is in support of Hamas, but every leftist who votes Democrat happens to just support Hamas and free Palestine. How is that a thing? It's a thing because the ties that bind all of it together is rooted in Marxism. The tie that binds it is Marxism. And I... Didn't have time to pull this, but multiple pictures of LGBT stands with Palestine, LGBT queer queer folk for Palestine. Pat, I'm just going to ask you one very simple question. What do you think would happen to those people in Palestine or 99% of the Arab world today? Um, see, I've been to the Arab world before and I know exactly what would happen and, um, they would meet death. Right. They would either be stoned, thrown off a building, hung. You ain't going to prison. 
You'd you, be dead. You might go to prison awaiting your stoning, hanging, or uh, thrown off the roof. You'd be dead. You'd be dead. Okay. How is it that we know that, but they don't? It's not because they're ignorant to the issue, Pat. And this is why I'm tying this back to last Wednesday's talk on this program. What is the tie that, how do you get to the point in which you are marching against people or for people who literally would murder you? And how are those people not being, you know, stoned, beaten, whatever in the streets of London by these people? Oh, wait, they are just not if they're in solidarity, right? What yes. makes somebody say, you know what? I want to support the people who are going to want to murder me if I went over there. What makes that happen? A worldview. They hold the same worldview. It is Marxism. The queer ideology, the gender ideology crowd, right? It is all rooted in Marxism. You can call it cultural Marxism, whatever. It is rooted in Marxism. And I also gave a brief history of Hamas in this idea uh, idea that somehow it was started by Israel. No, it was not. It was an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood. And yes, its roots do not trace directly to the Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood, but its roots are not just in some fantasy creation of U.S. intelligence, the CIA, and Mossad. Right? That's that also isn't the case. Is it true that Israel and the United States believe that that infighting between the communists and the Marxists, the communist PLL, the communist um, Fatah, right, and the Marxists on the other hand, that infighting would be good for Israel? Yes. Have we done that throughout our history? Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes, we have done that everywhere. So that that is a tale as old as freaking time. Go back to read Machiavelli, right? At the same point in time, just because we encouraged that infighting doesn't mean that we helped found Hamas. Hamas was the thing that we just boiled up and encouraged. And yes, that can come back to bite you in the ass. Just ask America and Osama bin Laden in the murky relationship that may or may not have existed in so much as they were fighting freedom, right? Freedom fighters in where? Afghanistan. And uh uh-oh, the CIA pulled their funding and that is the spark, the last spark. Right? So I say all of this to to say you have the lens you have to see all of this through is Marxism. Yes, you can see it through religion. Absolutely you can. But the root of all of these things, American leftism, right? The anti Antifa, the BLM movement. All of that, supporting free Palestine and all of the the anti-Semitic language. 
the people who would be murdered just for quote unquote being themselves over there supporting that group how how do we get all of these quote unquote disparate groups on the quote unquote fringes right how do they how do they all fall in one direction how does that happen it happens because they hold the same world view they are birds of the same feather flocking together. And that was the point I made on Wednesday. And I don't know if you can't see it any clearer than, wait a minute, queers for Palestine? LGBT supports Palestine? And I also brought up, I mean, this this idea of, of Irish Catholic diaspora in Glasgow, Right? Creates a, creates a football club because the other club, the big club in Glasgow, wouldn't allow Catholics. They literally wouldn't allow Catholics up until the 1990s, by the way, Pat, from 18, like the 1870s to the 1990s. They literally had a rule banning any Catholic from playing on their team, period, point blank, whether that was as an amateur or professional side. Doesn't matter. Okay? So they formed their own club, right? With the within the Irish Catholic diaspora from in Glasgow, okay. Today, we've got in that club literally a Jewish Israelite, while a ultra supporters group flies the flag of Palestine in his face every single match. How does that happen when you're supposed to be supporting the club, right? How does that happen? Because there's a worldview that binds that ultra supporters club. And it's Marxism. It's socialist. Whatever. Whatever version of Marxism you want to talk about. That's how you do that to that individual. Whether that individual is Arab Israeli or Jewish Israeli, it shouldn't matter. Because he's Israeli. He is not Palestinian, and we can talk, and we will later this week, by the way, Pat, about this concept of of Palestine and the realities versus the myths, because I think it's going to be important in all of these discussions. But I, but I wanted to get you to understand that the thing that t- that binds all of these together is a worldview. They all hold the same worldview in the end. If you go back to the founding of the Muslim Brotherhood, it was all socialist. It is nationalistic. It is socialistic. They were literally fighting against communists, just like, you know, in World War II where we saw the Nazis who were socialists, right, fascist socialists, fighting the communists for the dominance of the Marxist ideology. So at the end of the day, that's what we're seeing here. And when we go back to this concept of free speech, I think it's important that they're exposed. I think it's important that people understand where you stand. It's also important to understand why you might be confused as to why somebody would do something like that, right? That's my point. Why in the hell would a queer 
LGBTQ crowd want to march in support of Palestine? Because what have I told you about on this show for years at this point? I have told the world what? This entire idea, this entire concept is political. It has gone from sexual expression to purely political. These people have bastardized the self-expression movement. And it has become either you are a leftist or else. How is it possible, right? There's one, maybe two, right? Log cabin Republicans and gays against groomers. Those are the two I can think of off the top of my head, right? And what do they all say? That is, that is a sexual identity, not a, not a political identity. It is sexual, purely sexual in nature. It is about my sexual preferences. And I shouldn't be foisting those upon little kids. Right? Right. That's why Gays Against Groomers was founded. And whatever you want to say about the the people that occupy it, the reality is that they are admitting the reality that it is sexual in nature. But for the vast majority of them, it is all politics. It is all political. But it is all not just about electing this Democrat or whatever. It is a specific worldview that they are using the cudgel of identity politics for, whether that's gender ideology, sexual ideology, or in this case, multiculturalism. It's all rooted in the same thing. So when I talk about your freedom of speech, yes, you should be free to speak as you wish. But my question is, if you are if you are living in London, right, and you live in fear of your speech becoming something that gets you in trouble, why should you anymore? This is the problem with these types of laws and why free speech, the consequences of free speech should be societal in nature. Unless, unless you are advocating for violence, murder, death. Right. And in that case, we have laws here in the United States on the books that deal with that. It's called assault. You can't walk up to somebody and say, I'm going to freaking murder you. And then walk away and get away with it. No. Because you've actually committed an assault. So. We don't need extra laws. We don't need hate speech laws. We don't need any of these things. We don't. We have laws on the books that would deal with all of it. But if you're living over there, the dual application of the law, if you will, right? If you were to speak against the Muslim faith, if you were to speak against Marxism or the Marxist, Islamo-fascist ideology, what would happen to you? Well, we know. So rules for thee for multiculturalism. This should be the demanding of the end of these laws. Because if you're not going to apply them in a 
modicum of equality, right? Uh, hey, by the way, this is on video, man. And I'll, I'll put it this way. There are people who have been at soccer matches, right, over there, who have um, done stupid monkey chants and ridiculous things like throwing bananas at black players and, and all sorts of stupid crap, right? What happens to them? They're on video. They get found out, police knock on the door, and they're arrested. Now, here in America, that wouldn't stand because we don't have laws against racist speech. But over there, they do, right? So this is on video. That is a racist, anti-Semitic screed time and time and time again. How is this man not arrested? How is this man not in prison? Oh, multiculturalism. So what are we doing? And where is the free speech movement in uh, in England? Where is it? Because I find, yes, of course I find that abhorrent. I also find the fact that you as a total racist prick go, go to prison for that. Like it is antithetical to our American ideals, right? That what? You're going to prison because you said something somebody didn't like? Oh, and you did it online. That's the other thing. Online speech is also put into the, the laws of England, laws of Great Britain. Yet these people can stand on a street and spew this garbage and get away with it? What, what is the point of the law? You've been sold the false narrative that you must be protected from speech. Nah, speech must expose who you are and let society deal with it. Like we have here, right, Pat? We've seen the consequences of um, multiple groups on Harvard's campus, right? The suspension of those people's attempt to gain levers of power here and abroad. We had two members of the PAC, two law clerks of the Pakistani Supreme Court get booted from Pakistan. For what? Their letter basically saying, yeah, we support the the Hamas terrorists. We, we've seen the exposing of who these people really are and what they do. And guess what? I don't necessarily like the doxing or the demand for employers to fire somebody because of somebody's speech. But if that company finds it out and doesn't like it, right, if that company says, yeah, this does not represent who we are. Do they have a right to fire that person? Again, free speech isn't free of consequences. And society often will take care of the consequences. Society will. Just just for kicks and giggles here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, as, I'm, as I'm thinking about what was said in that video and how they want blood of the Jews and whatnot. We know it's anti-Semitic, but can't you also go down the road of this is terrorism? Oh, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I, I thousand percent believe that this is, you know, you could go down the realm of terroristic language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, this individual if you know anything about this individual's history, has a long history of inflammatory (coughs) anti-Semitic 
and just disgusting talk. He really mm-hmm. does. And and that goes throughout the the Arab the Muslim community there. But again, they're they're all people who are leftists. They are the left. So they're going to be protected. And I hope people understand that this is how all of this works over there. This is why this is going down the way that it is going down. If you are of the right political persuasion, the right worldview persuasion, Marxism, if you are of that, if you are totally of that, you're going to be protected by law, by law enforcement. And if you don't hold the right worldview, bye-bye. Prison for you. You imagine the uh, Jewish people getting up there and talking about murdering all the Muslims? Oh, it would be the same. It, it, it would be. No, it, they, they, it would be, be, the, they would be the beaten rules. and arrested right. by the uh, the Metropolitan Police of London. Right, as well as I was to say, the rules the rules would automatically be flipped. Yeah, and, and it was really funny because when I was over there, uh, back oh god, seven years ago now. Let me think about this. It would have been twenty fifteen. Eight. Oh yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, so eight years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was we were in a group of people of Chicago, right? And we're talking about Chicago politics and politics in America and this, that, and the other thing. And I know I'm the odd duck of that group, right? I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's from one of the other people. And they're like, hey, got to be careful. Because you, because we were talking, I think, at the time of the the uh, North Carolina bathroom bill. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. There were Metropolitan Police, a group of them, standing like right behind us. And we didn't know it at the time. And he's like, you got to be careful because they're right there. And uh, this ain't America. Oh. Right? Because here I was right. talking about something that was uh, offensive to the left. So, I, you know, I have that experience personally. At the same point in time, I, I just... So, if quote-unquote hate speech laws are only applied one way, are they really hate speech laws or are they just laws that protect one political worldview over the other? That one. Bingo. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can look at what has taken place across Europe and suggest that, you know what, we probably need hate speech laws. What is the point? If they're not even going to be applied, what is the point? I'm not even going down the road of, I believe in free speech, absolutism. Okay, I'll cede your ground. Apply it equally then. But you won't. But you won't. Why? Because you fear repercussion of what? That ideology coming after you for I mean, daring it's, it's, to take it on. It. it I don't, I wouldn't even call it necessarily hate speech laws at this point. It's more like it's a hate speech law for specifically speech that we hate. Being they their worldview hates this particular speech, therefore there that is hate speech. Uh-huh. And it, whether or not they actually practice hate speech, even though it's speech that they like, it's not considered hate speech anymore. 
Yeah. And then um, we we got a little bit left here in the program. I want to talk about uh, our president also in a, in a moment. But before we get into that, Pat, I think now is a great time for us to play a little bit of the B or not the B. You ready for that? You mean we're actually going to lose more money to our central bank digital currency today, uh-huh. potentially? All right. Headline on me. All righty then. Today's headline. Hamas appointed liberals don't believe they massacred Jews after they went all the trouble to live stream it. Hamas disappointed liberals don't believe they massacred Jews after they went through all the trouble to live stream it. Is this the be or not the be? While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks. Wow. It's Monday. You need that morning Monday morning pick me up. You need to go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Got all sorts of different great coffee flavors over there. Uh, if you're not a coffee drinker like me, they've got other options like tea, hot chocolate. I'm a big fan of the hot chocolate, especially now that we are getting into uh, some cooler weather. Um, and especially since it's also freezing in my house now, since we have refused to turn our heat on. And also our furnace doesn't work, which is another story for another time. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, something to warm your bones and give you that morning pick me up. And yeah, just just go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinker at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinker at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. All right. So Hamas disappointed liberals don't believe they massacred Jews after they went to all the trouble to live stream it. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This is the Babylon B. Are you sure? No. I mean, I know that this could be not the B, but this is definitely, this is reeks of of the Babylon B. Well, congratulations. You just lost us a hundred dollars to our central bank digital currency. Whoa, whoa. Lost a hundred. I thought it was 50. No, no, no. It's, it's a hundred because you got it right. Oh. We lost our central bank digital currency because we can't access it because we don't well, have being a ginger have, and maybe we will. Look, our ESG scores aren't high enough. Because of your ginger status. Why is it? What is wrong? Are you saying you're racist against gingers now? Is that is that what no, you're saying? No, I'm saying the government is. What am I supposed to do? It's not like I can just turn this off. I was born this way. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
They make this thing <laughs> called hair and beard dye. <laughs> that doesn't make me stop being a ginger. It grows back. Right, but you, you, you could do that, fake it. We could walk in, take our money out, and then you can undye your hair. Uh, see, here's the thing. Um, being that you are a libertarian that, that speaks the truth, I don't know that that would be possible because, you know, they, they, they monitor our speech now. Just like, you know, 1984. <sighs> I mean, otherwise, why have central bank digital currency at that point with an ESG score? I just, Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> also, um, <clears throat> it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is amazing, Pat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing how many people just deny the visual evidence in front of them. And then more importantly, how many people demand to see the 30 children that were <clears throat> alleged to have been behead did. And by people, I mean uh, babies. At, well, at the hands Andrew, of Hamas. Well, Andrew, don't you know that uh, a lot of that was was AI generated? N- n- no, N- no, it wasn't. the The anti Semitic conspiracy theories are uh, are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to get into it in a little bit here. I just, I mean, they literally had a plan. You can see the plan in plain writing. They found the records of what they were doing. They have it all. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I asked the question, how the hell did we not see this coming? And, of course, here in America, we didn't pay attention to what was going on with our spy rings over in the Middle East. Had we been paying attention to that, we would understand exactly how this happened because it turns out that alongside the deal that the Biden administration was making, right? Mm-hmm. We had, that that's prong number one. That that deal kind of sealed a lot of the rest of this. But prong number two is that we've had really bad actual Middle East intelligence for the last 25 almost years now, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. And then third is the fact that, um, you know, um, there's this Iranian spying here in America, by the way. <clears throat> That involves uh, people at the highest levels of the Pentagon and the State Department. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then because that spy ring was around and because we were doing this deal with Iran, um, we took our literal allies and then had to move them and remove them from the country because they were exposed. These were the freedom fighters, the uh the people doing the spying for us, right? The people that were fighting for freedom from the Islamo-fascists that run that government in Iran, right? Well, we had Mm -hmm. to hightail them out of the country, and what happens when that happens, Pat? You lose the ability to get the intel. And had we had the intel, had we had them there, had we not done what we did in allowing them to be exposed... You see, because we allowed a spy ring to hand the information of all of the people that we were working with over to the Iranian government. And then when we found that out, we had to hightail that group out. It was just, just right before that $6 billion transfer happened. And and suddenly Hamas gets more weapons and 
and more ability to do this. And Iran can say until they're blue in the face that they, they didn't coordinate this attack. You're right. You, they might not have actually had a physical coordination of this attack, but they sure as hell helped with the money for this attack. That is no yes, coincidence. But furthermore, it's no coincidence of what? The fact that our people on the ground in Iran were no longer there. We could not connect the dots because we couldn't get the intel. Because we screwed ourselves out of the intel. And oh, by the way, those people that we love and were supposed to protect in Iran, those freedom fighters, yeah, they all somehow ended up murdered in Albania. Huh. How, how did that happen? Oh. Oh, that's spiring. Huh. What do you freaking know? I, I just, I can't. I just can't with this crap. I just really can. Cannot. I, I, I just struggle with all of this. But then I also realize we are so unserious as a government and as a people, more importantly as a people, because we are getting the leaders we deserve, right? Yes, I, I would agree with that. Our assessment. leaders are a reflection of us. Mm -hmm. So we be dumb for real, so dumb, so dumb for real, okay? Uh, guess who Biden chose to fight anti-Semitism? Probably some far leftist person that is uh, anti Oh, no, no, no. The Council on his, uh, American and Islamic Relations, otherwise known as CARE, which if you've known anything about CARE for the last decade plus, you would know what? That it is tied to Islamic extremism. It is a front for Islamic extremism here in America. It absolutely is. Now, I'm going to present to you um, this from Nihad Awad, who happens to be the executive director of CARE. He referred to Israel as a settler colonial apartheid state in the wake of those attacks and derided the placement of the Israeli flag on the Eiffel Tower and then um, posted on X... Fact, Palestine equals Ukraine, Israel equals Russia. Except for the fact that Russia was and is attempting to do what? Help and supply Hamas, Hezbollah, and others. Now, I also found out some interesting facts um, over the weekend about Hamas. Mm. Um, one of which is, did you know that if you were to read the Hebrew Bible uh, or the, the Torah, mm -hmm. the word Hamas appears 67 times. It's a word in Hebrew. And it's a, a word that basically says like mortal sin or sin, right? Mm -hmm. It is no coincidence that that acronym being is... You know, it's Arabic, right? It stands for something in Arabic, right? I forget what it actually stands for off the top of my yeah, head. I, I but, don't know either. But there's a reason why 
that word is they could have named themselves anything, right? From the very beginning, they're telling you who they are, right? Hamas is a word that appears in the Hebrew Bible 67 times. 67. That's insane. You know what never appears in the Bible? Palestine. But we'll get into that later this week. Our government is literally, literally choosing the side of Islamofascism. Again, the ties that bind or the, the same feathers of the same bird. They're going to flock together always. You know, maybe I need to use the Mighty Ducks reference. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Ducks fly together. What the hell are we doing? They are literally condoning Hamas's invasion of Israel. They are literally condoning the terrorism. BLM Inc. over and over and all sorts of other people. Right? All over social media. They're telling you who they are. And yet our government and yet our citizenry will continue to fund these people and overlook the anti-Semitism. They will come for you next. What part of history do you not understand? They will come for you next. This Hamas, right? Have they softened their language and their position on the existence of an Israeli state? Pat, just a question for you. No, no, no. And and what is their original position? Just real quick. Uh, Death to Israel? Yes, yes. They they believe that the state of Israel, not just the state, the entire Jewish race should not exist. Mm-hmm. So, how do you negotiate with that? You don't. Right. You can't and you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't negotiate that. It's also coincidence, as I've said before in this program, that, huh, this all took place right, right on the tippy top of the mountain as Saudi Arabia and Israel were about to announce what? Normalization of relations. Meaning they will both have what? Diplomatic envoys inside their countries. Say what? They couldn't stand for that, right? So here right. we come. I, I just... And what does Hamas believe? Not in a one-state solution or a two-state solution. They believe in one solution, and that is the death of all Jews everywhere, period, point blank. So, here's the solution to that. Yeah, unfortunately, you you backed the wrong horse, if you will, in the race back in the 60s, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you funded uh, an internal struggle that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, Right? It turns out the lesson we should have been learning at that point in time was what? Meddling in the affairs of other nations, probably not a great idea, right? 
tipping right. the scales for people that are just they're not your friends. They are just a different version of your enemy. Probably not a good idea because they're going to turn on you next. Well, part of that story have you not figured out, right? They believe in one solution. Now, the solution to that problem is what? Hamas ceases to exist. And how do we do that? You're going to have to hunt every last one of those bastards down is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to make sure that that infrastructure that they've been using is not just inoperable, but it's back to the Stone Age, meaning they will never be able to, to bring it back up to speed. You cut the pipeline of Iran off by stop giving them $6 billion, you morons. Stop the access, if you will, of China, Iran. And if you want to fight anything, we should be buttressing what's going on in Africa with China and Iran who have gotten their claws into the governments of Africa who have given high-speed rail and this and that, right? And given them billions of dollars of infrastructure and billions of dollars of this and this and this, right? For what? For what? Domination and control. Hey, guess what? We gave it to you. We can take your toy away, right? Shouldn't we be giving them the access to freedom? Shouldn't we be... Oh, wait, we shouldn't be doing any of that. We should be combating governments getting involved in other governments in that respect. If you want to trade freely with the United States of America or trade freely with uh, Chinese companies, oh, wait, Chinese companies usually are what? Controlled by whom? The Chinese government. And there is the crux of the problem. Thus, why, as a libertarian, this is really difficult to admit. There are some cases in which our government actually might want to get involved here. Or... We advocate for, and this is how the government gets involved, advocate for American investment, American companies to invest in those countries, right? Right. And and it's not a monetary advocation. It is, this is going to be our policy. American companies, concentrate here. This is, uh, this isn't going to end well. This is dark times for me. And this is globally dark times. And people want to compare this to World War II, World War One. I. I think we're closer to World War One scenario in terms of how this happened. And I think many people would look at this as the potential of the Archduke Ferdinand moment, right? That it, moment it in which be. something that should be local becomes global. Let's let Israel handle itself because it turns out they can. I mean, the reports this weekend of Hamas literally blockading the ability for civilians to leave Gaza by sea, by land, by air, it's unreal. They're literally trapping 
women and children and putting them in harm's way on purpose. If that's not pure evil, I don't know what is. And it's just as simple as that, whether you want Marxism or whatever. If you can't agree that using them as shields, because that's exactly what's going on here, You want to be, you want to fight a fight? Let's fight it. Square up. No, it d- turns out you just want to win a PR war. You just want sympathy. You're not going to get any sympathy once people actually realize what's going on. The use of women and children as shields, the use of, of humanitarianism as a shield is absolutely disgusting. It's evil and it's cowardice. With that, though, Pat, um, do you have any thoughts on the fact that we're watching our own government's weak-kneed BS and then going to CARE and other Islamofascist groups to somehow broker something to see? I I just, what the hell are we doing? I I mean, how how many times have we had to say, on this program that this particular administration, specifically Joe Biden in of himself, has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision in his entire life, I guess now 50 years in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, this is just yet another example. I mean, you're, you're putting cares in, in, in charge of all of this. Are you crazy? This is, especially when when israel is probably one of our top allies in the world that that's what you do yep are, are, it, it's it's absolutely insanity it's stupidity and it, it just i i can't think of any other reason other than this is some kind of pr stunt but a really bad one mm-hmm. and no. and it's just i I, I cannot abide that. I we, and we shouldn't abide that from this administration. Now, can we walk and chew gum at the same time here in America? Yes, we're going to have to because we've got our own problems to fix. We've got, you know, for years, warnings of weird. Why is the single fighting age male coming here in droves by themselves? Not, not hey, I'm coming and then bringing my family across the border, right? No, 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 no. They don't have any family. They're 19, 18. 21 years old. They don't they don't got no family. Why are we doing all of these things? They're interdicting, you know, Iranian nationals at the southern and northern borders now, by the way. They've got to pay attention to that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to I'm going to say this. It is absolutely impossible for us to know all things all the time about everything. And yes, the Israeli quote-unquote Palestinian conflict is a complicated issue. It is not cut and dry. It's not black and white. It is very complicated, right? Yes. But I heard people over the weekend, Hamas, is it a religion? And what about this? And what about... Look, you got to know some basics here. Hamas is not a religion. Hamas is a Marxist terrorist political organization who runs Gaza and the West Bank. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about? Now, the other complicated matter to this is that um, prior to all of this, 
if you were a Coptic Christian or um, somebody from the Catholic faith or a Protestant faith, and you were over in Jerusalem, there were a lot of attacks by Orthodox Jews on those on Christians. Like they were literally attempting to physically attack people. So there's that. Are, are we? I just struggle to not. Are we watching a holy war playing out? I, I don't know. And we, I think, as Christians, have got to be careful to avoid that. I, I just don't know how this plays itself out anywhere, any way else, other than really ugly. And we have to be careful. But the fact that our leaders continue to choose the wrong side time after time after time after time, and by the wrong side, I mean putting care in front of this, this is not an organization that has been unknown. Literally, the head of the Texas chapter in 2007 was put in jail for 65 years for his support of terrorism. What? How are they? No, you get no levers, nothing. Do some background work, my friends. But again, why does this always happen? It is birds of the same Marxist feather are flocking together. Get that through your head. I said this on Friday too, but this is one of those situations because I understand some of the history of Israel. Um, Let Israel just handle this. There shouldn't be a reason for us to get involved at this point as of yet. I know there are one of our biggest allies in the world. I understand all of that, but Israel has a history of being able to handle this crap themselves. Right. So let them handle it. And there's no reason, with all the crap that we have going on, there is no reason for us to be getting involved at the moment. And with that, Pat, if I could talk. (laughs) With that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Uh, Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And, and, And hate speech isn't really hate speech. It's just speech they hate. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.